<laughs> Yo! Dude, what is that, an ice cream truck? Wish, bro. It's a fucking dryer. Yeah. Those ice cream trucks, though, fucking smack. Fire. Oh, let's go! Alright, anyways. On today's episode of All Things Red, we have former roommate and, uh, you know, local celeb, I, I would guess, uh, Waxpool, a.k.a. Elijah. My guy, what's good? Let's go! My guy. Uh, my guy. What's up? How are we living? I, that doesn't that doesn't sound that genuine since I already said my guy. So, oh, did you actually? I'll, no, I'm paying attention. Sorry, too many honeys hitting my line. Also, I got a hard out today. Um, Gene and I are going to the Olive Garden, so just keep that on your no, schedule. no, 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 no honeys are hitting your line. But whatever, whatever. So <sighs> me and you, me and you met uh, once I transferred in to Mercyhurst because. Your locker was right by mine, um, and yeah. in, in the lacrosse locker room. And I like kind of like how Mike was, and I don't know if it was a Jersey thing because you two are Jersey kids, but you two were like extremely like open and welcoming, and almost in a way like kind of hyped up that like I was the new kid, and you guys were just like, "Yo, like what's good, like whatever." So I mean, we uh, you know we connected right away. We became friends. <laughs> Pretty easily, I would say. And then, um, was it your junior year you lived with us? Yeah, my junior year, your senior year is when we yeah, all Yeah, okay. So we together. all, yeah, so we all lived together. Me, you, Colin, Jordan, and Mr. Man. Um, what, uh, what, for you, because I've never really talked to you about this, what was it like living with us? Um, it was, you know, it was a love hate. Actually, actually, time out. <laughs> it's not like it was a privilege for you living, living with us. Like, what was it like? What was that? House no, like I mean, you? it was cool um, being the youngest one because you guys were all seniors and I was, you know, a year younger, but my birthday was a little earlier. So, um, you know, we could all kind of do some roommate stuff together. But no, it was a cool vibe in the house because everybody was like, we were all very similar, but we were all very different at the same time. Um, so it was like kind of a nice balance that we had going on. And it was like, you know, after you left the, the team, um, we didn't, we weren't just like a lacrosse house anymore. We had like, you know, other people coming over that we probably wouldn't have hung out with, or I probably wouldn't have hung out with if like, you know, Jordan didn't live with us or, you know, you just stuck to, to lacrosse. So it was cool. Um, I had a lot of fun that year, but I'm glad it was only a year because man, that place was a, a disaster. Yeah, it was honestly, it was pretty fucking gross. Like, besides our rooms, like, that whole house was just a complete shit show. Yeah. So, for anybody who doesn't know, now, for anybody who doesn't know, our one roommate, Colin, his dad was our landlord. Um, so, of course, naturally, people would just come over and say, oh, you don't have a real landlord. And then we can all use our imaginations there about what our house would look like on a Saturday morning. Um, do you remember we were we were having a party the one night and um mr man was mr man was at the front door because that's yeah that's when we were collecting money yeah we were collecting money so like, why we you were like yeah if you want to party here yeah you got to pay to get yeah. it <laughs> i actually can't believe how much money we do like why people, are we paying i'm like you guys just break everything like well i don't like how do i know that there was yeah there was kids that didn't even know that we lived there that when we were all sitting on the porch like came walking up and we're just like, yo, is this the house where you can just break break shit and do whatever the fuck you want? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Now, um, well, like, yeah, so we'll, we'll get right into it. But um, 
So when we lived together, because we lived we lived across the hall from each other, yeah. <laughs> um, you were always like making, <laughs> you were always making music and uh, making beats and shit like that. Um, I know your sister Hannah; she's into music yeah, as she's well. Way like, better at is it. Is that? Than me. But yeah, are you two? Have you two always been into music like that, or is that just something you picked no, up like, on the side, or like how? We, when'd you get into music? Like um, you did? so for us, we were kind of a household where like we were always listening to music and it was very like different what my mom and dad used to listen to. So like my mom would listen to things like the Goo Goo Dolls, Matchbox 20, like then some other stuff like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And then, you know, she introduced me to some like older 80s bands like Tears for Fears and stuff like that. And then my dad used to DJ. Um, and so I have like a million freaking vinyls all from him. And like he introduced me to like you know, ACDC and like the Beastie Boys, which are, you know, my favorite group. Like I have a, I have a tattoo of a revolver on my thigh from like one of their, um, one of their songs and just like Fat Boy Slim and then all this other stuff that like not a lot of kids' parents introduced them to. So it was like very diverse. Um, and then my mom used to play piano when she was like younger, but we never had one in the house. But like my sister and I, we were always doing like, you know, like choir at church when we were like little kids. Then when we were, when I was like in middle school or like elementary school, middle school, I didn't do choir in high school, but I did choir in the school from like elementary, middle, and then I stopped in high school. But then I played percussion in like the school concert band from like, I think I'm until like from like fourth grade until like my junior year of high school is the last year I did it. Um, and yeah, that's just like we've always been like a very like musical um, family. And it's like not one of those things where it's like, you know, if we like my sister and I were listening to something like a little bit newer, our parents would be like, oh, turn that off. Like they would just let us like kind of listen to whatever we wanted. Um, like I remember like getting like a Green Day CD like one time when I was really little. Um, again, they're one of my favorite bands. Like I have like a, a tattoo for like one of the Green Day album covers um called her plunk but yeah no so it's just like we've always kind of just been into that and then you know when we were in school well it was probably my senior year of high school I got a macbook for it was kind of like a christmas present slash high school graduation present slash like you don't have a computer so like take care of this and I still have it like it still works um and so that came with garage band and then there was like because where I lived it was all like EDM like we had like EDC New York was huge, like Izu, like all these festivals. Like, so we were kind of introduced to like Skrillex and like Avicii and like all these guys, like right before it got like big. Like, I would say probably like my freshman year of high school was the first time I heard Skrillex. And I was like, dude, what is this? And then like Avicii came out with levels. And then like, so we were always kind of on that early wave um, where I was from. So there's like kind of a group of kids. I think the one kid like still does it and he's like, like around like New Jersey, New York city. I haven't like talked to any of these kids in a while, but like we would all, like we had some kids that rapped, we had some kids that made like EDM stuff. Um, and so it was kind of just like, we would just like mess around. Um, and then I went to college and it was, you know, you're busy with, with school and lacrosse and stuff. Um, so I really kind of took a step back from that. And then probably like my sophomore year and junior year, I got Logic, which is like the sophomore, the sophomore, the software that um, I use now to make all my stuff. Um, 
And cause you know, we're, we're traveling for lacrosse all the time. And then you know how much stuff gets stolen from like our house. So I would, yeah. Oh, so like, I would not want, cause I have like, I had like a guitar I got when I was like seventh grade. And again, like I've never taken like a lesson. Like I'm, you can learn anything you want off of literally like YouTube, like everything that I've learned how to do with like, not even music, like cooking stuff, like handiwork around the house, stuff with my car, like literally all YouTube. But anyways, YouTube yeah, university. Um, and then, yeah. So like, I'd never had a guitar or anything in, in school. Cause I just didn't want people messing with it. So it was more just kind of like that. And then, you know, it's, you're kind of influenced by like who you're around and we'll come back to that in a little bit, but you think about like our house, you know, like what we were listening to was mostly like rap and then like EDM and stuff like that and house music. So like, you know, naturally I'm kind of leaning towards that way. Cause I'm like, Oh, we're listening to a lot of this stuff anyway. Um, and yeah, just like playing around with like different sounds and like seeing what you can make. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like early on with me. It's always been something like that I've enjoyed and like music's been like a big part of my life. Um, but I don't really think I started to, um, I guess like capitalize or like, if that's the right word I'm trying to use or like, um, acknowledge it I guess maybe until like the last couple of months I guess really since quarantine started um were you uh were you a psycho with your guitar like how uh they weren't struck with stepbrothers and like, <laughs> oh no dude my like my actual like I still have like my first guitar I got when I was in thir- when I was 13 it's like in my room like right here in Virginia but it's like under my bed because it literally was like I got it and like I literally went to college and didn't touch it for like years or probably like the couple last couple years of high school, I never touched it. So it's all like rusty and like all this stuff from like just sitting in my basement. Cause like my basement flooded a bunch and like it was stuck in there. So that's going to be like my project probably for the summer, like just redoing everything. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like I moved down here. Um, and again, we'll talk more about this later, but like I had kind of nothing to do. So I kind of bought like a cheap guitar for like 200 bucks. And I was like, you know, worst case scenario like i have it i don't really play it it sits there and then i could just sell it on like let go or facebook marketplace or whatever um but you know i got really like back into it and then so like a couple of my earlier things that i have like i recorded on that guitar and then i sold that one and i bought another one um which i love right now and um that's kind of where i record with that's the one that i record like a bunch of stuff with um but again i'm like it's I'm not a person like I'm not gonna say like I hate being like oh yeah like I'm not a musician I wouldn't call myself an artist I wouldn't call myself a guitar player I'm not a bass player not like I can't play the piano for my life or anything I mean the closest thing is maybe like a drummer because I like have a drum set in New Jersey like I played that a lot when I was like younger and like we just like have like random jam sessions with like Leo and stuff because he plays guitar um but Oh, yeah so like Lee would always play guitar and then like i would play play drums and we just like mess around like in my basement and stuff but like again we went to different high schools and like we both played sports so nothing really ever happened with that um but yeah and so i don't know it was one of those things like i kind of just like got into it like and started like saying okay well like let me learn how to kind of make a song like a full song and then so that's kind of what i've been i've been doing the last couple of months. 
Were you always like, were you always musically inclined? Like, did you, cause I didn't even know this about you and I've lived with you and shit like that. But were you always like, had that itch to like, I want to be in music and like, you didn't pursue it because you didn't, you like, you just didn't know about it. Or was it more so, or was it more so of just like what every fucking kid experiences? Like they have an idea, they have a goal, they have a dream, but like, it's not something that society is like oh that's practical so like you were just like and eh, then i'm just gonna kick it and it just be a hobby like what, no like, that's a good question what was that? um i don't i think yeah i've always kind of had like uh like i've always wanted to do something with music but i really didn't know like what it was uh-huh. and i think it was honestly because it was like the whole um you know you like i don't know because music always is kind of like at least for me it was like always something that was like it was obviously like a part of me but it's mostly just like for fun and then you know like i played lacrosse like my whole life so then you know going through high school and playing lacrosse and then college and playing lacrosse that you're like that's like who you are you know what i'm saying and it wasn't really till after like i mean sure you know and that's like not just people like that are athletes but like you know if you're in college or you know if you have a career and then you switch your career like all of a sudden it's like you you think like you're one person you know what i mean like oh i'm a i'm a lacrosse guy and then you know, you graduate and you're not playing lacrosse anymore. You're like, well, what, what am I going to do now? Um, yeah. You kind of like wrap your identity up and like, yeah, what that exactly. Thing is. And so for me, yeah. Um, like I know, I know, I mean, you know, this, like after I got the boot from the team, I, for like a hot second, I was just like, yo, like, I don't, I don't like, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do. Cause I've never been a student before. And on top of it, like, I just transferred in and I only know the lacrosse kids. So like, I don't, no, like I, like I don't know anyone. So like when I'm not with you guys, I'm like, oh fuck, like I'm gonna have to go make new. No, rounds yeah. And like figure out, like figure out like who I am while I'm still going. It's to school weird, here. man. Like I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like it's always something that I've wanted to do. And then I mean, you know, and like any of my friends that like I've lived with or just friends that I have who are like probably listening to this, like how many times I've just been like, yo, I'm working on this. And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, literally, I just have it. And like, it just sits on my computer. And then, so. Yeah, you, you actually used to, you actually used to annoy the fuck out of me, (laughs) if I'm being honest with you, because you were always making shit. You were always making shit. And I thought it was good. Like, I I mean, I've told you before, like, you showed me songs and I'm just like, bro, no offense. Like, (laughs) yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think this is fucking Uh garbage. But like, um no i only you know i'm always curious because it's just like um like so like the rapper russ like he's he's one of my favorite like people to like listen yeah. to and then like from like i read his i read his book um which Damn, you know i think got a book incredible book and he and yeah you know i i, I know my abcs i know how to no, I know how about to him idiot. Um, he had a book guy's probably getting a bag Oh, I thought I know. You. Oh, I thought you said, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he has a book. He has a book, and I'm actually holding it right now. He, it's called like it's all in your head, and like get out of your own way. And like he talks about how like he, w- like he always knew he wanted to be in music. He always wanted to be an artist, and he talks about how like, um, how there's a lot of artists that like he has personally like heard or, or people that like aren't necessarily artists just yet, or like people that are you know, making beats and doing things, but they don't like, and Gary V has talked about it before. There was like a, a Gary V like vlog episode I watched where he was in the studio with Nipsey Hussle. And they were just basically talking about how like a lot of people that are in music or like in that, 
you know, or wanting to be in music, a lot of them don't like get discovered because there's like that insecurity of like, you, you naturally just compare yourself to like, uh, you know, like Trev yeah. Scott, Post Malone, or like the people that are doing it big and you're just like, fuck, like, ah, you know, my shit's not like that. My shit's not that good. I'm just, you know, and it, it's, I can't go that long without a paycheck and, and shit like that. So you kind of just like, you don't actually pursue it. And it's like, you have no idea what is actually going to hit and what's actually not going to hit because he talks about how there's like songs that have won Grammys that are just like, from the production standpoint are just from top to bottom, not that good, but they get, you know what I mean? Like it only takes one hit to yeah. go viral. So it's just like, I'm always, I was always getting annoyed with you because like, I genuinely thought you had good music and like, you were never putting it out and you're like, ah, I'm going to wait like, for what? <laughs> J- just drop yeah. it. Yeah. So um, like this year, and it kind of just got to a point where, so the first song that I put out in January is called let me down. And I'll probably uh-huh. release like the original version at one time, at some point in time. Wait, hold up. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, what, how did, how did you go from halls okay. to, yeah, to, so to I really just pool. thought like, well, first from like, so start with, so originally, yeah, yeah, so it was like, I had a couple of names, cause it's like, I don't know if you're into like starting a brand or like you're a creative or anything, like it's always kind of weird. And especially for me, because my name's, you know, Elijah Welchel like that's like not a great name to have as like a uh you know on spotify like who's this guy like you know yeah if somebody has like a a song like oh yeah this elijah something and so i was like well it's not that and then i had like a couple and then honestly i was like well like i was literally sitting at my desk like my sophomore year of college probably and like somebody had like a bag of cough drops and just said halls on it like that'd be kind of cool and then, so I did that, but then I tried to be like super like edgy and artsy and spelt it like H, like V L L S. And everybody's like, is this holes? Is this halls? Is this hell? I'm like, you know what? So I'm like, I was done kind of trying to make that type of music. And then, so where I live in Virginia, um, cause I'm like right outside of, of Washington, DC. Um, there's like a pretty major road that's called uh, Waxpool road. And I was just driving one day and I was like, that'd be like a pretty cool name for like, I don't know what for. Um, and kind of like how, how on Cody on his episode, he was saying like with the whole exit 44 thing, like he just kind of had it, he thought it was cool. And then, so it really got down for me to like, you know, like, okay, like I'm done with, you know, all of the, like, or I'm done like with the song or whatever, like I'm going to put it out, but I didn't know what I was going to do. And again, it's always like weird if you're doing something like by yourself. Cause again, like, so for those who know like Tame Impala, it's really just one guy named Kevin Parker. Like he does everything, and but then they perform as a band. Um, and so like in an ideal world, like that's what I'd like Waxpool to be, like a band. Like I, I wouldn't want to be doing it by myself. And that's kind of been like the the end goal is to just like start a band with like people, um, whatever that may be. But yeah, so, so wax pool, I kind of just was like, well, you know, that's like neat. And then I looked it up on like Spotify and SoundCloud and stuff and Apple music and like nobody had that name. Um, and then, so I was like, I guess we're just rolling with it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, well, did you, um, hang on, I'm about to cut this out because I forgot <laughs> what I was about to ask, but, um, with you said you wanted to start uh with starting a band like have you like what is what do you mean like start a band like what it like how are you looking for something specific no i mean or, just like what keep going. 
Do you want like, because I, I could see like, I could foresee, and I'm not saying that like it's going to be the case with you, but I could foresee how like, you know, you want more people to come in, but like the, the vision and the sound that that person might have may not be like what you're looking for. So I could see how it could be hard um unless i'm not interpreting you the right way it could be hard how you like want to turn what you're doing into a band but then like everyone has a different vision and everyone has different like sound for music and it's just like you're constantly bringing people in and they're just like it's not you can you hear me you cut out for a second all right so like you said like kind of like how like tame impala had it's one guy that does everything and then it's like it's like a band like maybe I don't know. So if you can elaborate on that, like how would that work from the perspective of like, everyone has a different like vision and everyone has a different like sound for like what their music is or like what type of music they can like kind of create. Um, and how would that work if like you're, if it's like you're doing everything and you want a band to, so is it kind of like you're in control of everything or is it like, um, everyone is putting a little spin and a little flair of their own incorporating it with like a general like sound that you're looking for. Yeah. That's like where I'm really not sure. Um, like yet, because I know there are like, I don't know, like in, I do have like, I don't want to say like different, but like a lot of the, the songs that like I have and I make, there's kind of like elements of like different stuff. Like I'll have like, you know, the guitar, which is like kind of indie. And then I'll have like some little like synthesizer lead thing that's more EDM. And then I'll find like a drum machine and like a kick that's more of like kind of the the 80s and 90s rap music that like I kind of grew up listening to. Um, so it's a little bit of kind of everything. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. Cause like, you know, it's, there's kind of good and bad. Like for me, it's like, there's sometimes like if I'm making something like I can't figure out getting exactly like I want it. Like I'll be playing something and in my head I'm like, or I'll record something and I'm like, all right, it's good up until like right here. And then it's like, I'm just like completely lost. And it's just like, I need like that one little bump sometimes. But at the same time, like for me, it's like, I, you know, I do everything myself, which I do. I do like that. Cause I do have control. Like I play all the guitar. I have a bass guitar. I play all that parts. I do all the percussion. I do all the, the like the, the synthesizer and the keys and the leads and stuff like that. Um, I do all the vocals myself. So from that aspect is like nice because I do have control. But then there are some times where I'm like, you know, like maybe if I have like one other person work with me or it's like something like that. So I really don't know. Um, And again, it's still like very early on. And, um, you know, it's just we'll see where it goes. But um, how do you uh, how do you know when a song is going to hit or not? And because I've heard. I've heard Post Malone say um, on an interview I was watching with him, he said that he made circles like when he was super fucked up and he was just recording and then he dropped it and he didn't even think it was good. And then it became a hit. And then uh, White Iverson, he didn't think was good either. And he dropped that the next morning. He woke up from like, tweets from like, like Wiz, like three Mac million Miller. streams overnight or something. Yeah. And he thought it was a trash song when he wrote it. Yeah. So I'm always curious, like, how, how do you know when, I, like, I mean, I don't know shit about music, but from coming from your perspective, like, how do you know? Um, and that kind of goes back to like what I was saying earlier about you. Like, it's like, just put shit out because it only takes one hit to go viral. And it's like, if you genuinely don't know, why would you not put it out? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, like, um, to your original question, like in terms of what makes a song a hit again, it like, it depends on who you ask. Like, obviously, like, everybody wants to like 
get, you know, millions of plays and the freaking featured Spotify playlist and artists and stuff like that. Um, but it, like, it really depends. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's not just going to, I mean, very, very few. And this is why it's like, I mean, I don't want to say it's, it's shitty with people like, you know, Billie Eilish with that song Ocean Eyes. Like she was 14 and she dropped that and it blew up overnight or like with Post Malone with like uh, White Iverson. Like that stuff's great. But then there's like other artists where it's, you know, a grind. And there's like still artists that have been doing stuff for like 10 years. Like there's, um, who was it? He just got nominated for the Grammys for this past year. It was like best new artist, like K K Dramada. Is that how you say his name? K- I, have no I forget, idea. but. Uh, yeah, that dude's been making music for like ten years, and like he just got a Grammy. Oh, um, what the what the fuck's his name? Um, he's like a DJ. Uh, made it but, member, but he does like kind of like some uh, like house, like soul, like funk stuff. Yeah, if somebody knows this, I'm probably gonna get shot for being a music guy and not knowing how to pronounce this guy's name. I was listening to him when I was driving home today. But um, that's kind of like uh, what's his face? Made in Made in Tokyo, because remember he had uh, Uber everywhere. Yeah, and then it wasn't until Kylie Jenner put it on her fucking. At least to my knowledge, I can yeah, be wrong, no, but a couple this is just how like I remember that. it. Like Kylie Jenner was, Kylie Jenner put it on her Snapchat, and it fucking blew up and went crazy. And then Travis Scott hopped on the remix of it, and yeah. then that was when like we got put on to him, and then he started making uh, yeah, like skateboard Tokyo, P, yeah, like all that stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So and like now he's been like collabing with all like big name artists, and it's like I remember like. I talked about this. I think I talked about this with Cody. I'm not sure, but it's like Big Sean, for example. Like Big Sean, um, Kanye was one of his big idols, yeah, he and like he was, him. and yeah, and he said that he knew Kanye was down at the radio station, and he went down there, and he just happened to like meet Kanye, and he uh, spit for Kanye real quick, and like made a couple of verses, and then like Kanye was like, "Yeah, I'll get in touch with you. I fuck with you." He didn't hear anything for like the longest time. He just kept making music, kept making music, and now it's like you know how big big sean is and he's blown up and like he's making music with everyone so like i me i I don't know if it's because i'm not like musically like gifted like that Mm -hmm. but like i generally don't understand the music industry because to me which if you can elaborate on it it kind of seems from like reading russ's book hearing hearing like how drake got put on where like little wayne just happened to be in the club that one day that drake was doing an open open concert and he was just like who the fuck is that kid from toronto fly him down to houston asap um, I feel like with music, you're literally one song away from becoming like, now, I don't want to say the next big thing, but like getting your shit put out there and it's spreading like wildfire. So like, what is the whole mindset behind like making a song and then like dropping it versus being like, nah, I need to do a little bit more. Like, um, so like, it depends. And like, for me, I know it's like, I'm, you know, I do all my production and stuff myself. So if like you listen to my shit, it's like, it's not like, down the road, I'm definitely going to re-release everything kind of as like remastered versions. But right now I'm just more worried about putting out songs. Um, mm-hmm. But it's more like, honestly, it's like consistency. And it's like, I want to, it's a lot of luck, honestly, like right place, right time. Cause you know, on Spotify, like every single day, I think it's like 60,000 songs a day get uploaded to Spotify. And so it's just like, it's easier than ever to get your music out there, but it's harder than ever for people to hear your music, if that makes sense. No, it, it makes, like, it it's, makes complete like it's sense the easiest like time in the world or like in the history of whatever for you to like get your music out to, to make it more accessible to people, people, but it's hardest time for people to actually hear your music. So 
uh, it's just kind of honestly, and there's like, I don't know, it's really like right place, right time. And, you know, TikTok's like huge with that. Um, that's one thing, dude. Like I've been trying to like not great at it. I'm trying to get better at like posting like covers and stuff on TikTok and stuff because that's kind of where the wave is it looks like. Um, and people are getting like, you know, thousands and thousands of plays on their songs and like followers and fans and stuff based off of um, kind of just like a couple TikTok videos or whatever going viral. But yeah, it's honestly just kind of, I guess, consistency and just, you know, it's, it really depends on what you want to do, you know, with your music. Like for me, I'm doing it more, you know, for, for myself just to be like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then also like, if people want to listen to it, that's cool. You know what I mean? And like, for me, I'm like, dude, do I uh-huh. want like the millions of plays and like all this stuff? Like, dude, hell yeah. But like, you know, for me, it's like not the end all be all, if that makes sense. Like I got so much different stuff I got going on for me. Like, this is just fun. You know what I'm saying? And if like people want to listen to it, um, like that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? I got a, another song coming out tomorrow. We'll plug myself. I think it'll probably be out by the time this comes out. So it's called Puke. Very different than my other two that I have out right now. It's very different than the the ones I have coming out in April and May. So we'll do one song a month. Yeah, plug away. Yeah, so hit that Spotify, Apple Music. I don't know where else. I just upload it to the service and it puts it. Amazon. I don't know if anybody uses Amazon Music, but Spotify and Apple Music. Those are kind of the two big ones, so. The, um, what was he going to say? No, I feel you on that. Are you going to, if you ever get to the point, um, where your music is, you know, starting to take off and stuff like that, would you quit your job and go, go down that Avenue full time? Or is this just something that like, you just, you just like to do on the side? You know, that's the thing where like, I've gotten asked that from like a couple of my friends and I honestly don't know. Um, because again, like, like we were talking about before, like it is so hard to make a living as a musician. And like a lot Mm -hmm. of the times, like, I mean, obviously like guys, like the major musicians we talk about, you know, like Travis Scott, like Post Malone, like all them, like Billie Eilish, like they can just like their following is so big. Like they can just worry about the music. But then you look at a lot of other guys who are in the music industry and they're doing you know, songwriting, they're doing like the instrumentals, they're making the tracks, they're working as producers. So not just as, um, not just as focusing on like their own music themselves, they have to like work all these different avenues to be successful. Um, And for me, like, so for people who don't know, like I'm I'm a a high school social studies teacher. um, And part of the reason why- I was gonna get into that next We'll talk about that in a second, but part of the reason why I like wanted to, pursue that career um, on like a more personal level is I just like experiencing everything and trying everything. Um, And part of the reason, like, you know, my friends have asked me like, you know, again, the music stuff, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't like, that's the thing, like with this also, it's like, it's only going to make my life better. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I could put songs out if you get like zero plays and it's going to have no effect on my life whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only going to, going to bump me up. Um, But like, with that being said, it's, you know, I have all my summers off. So if like, it does come down to that. And like, you know, we have no idea what the future looks like. But um, yeah, I really have no idea because I, I do genuinely enjoy my job. Um, and also, it's it's a lot more consistent. And then the summers, I could just kind of do whatever I want. But again, we'll we'll see what happens.
Yeah. Well, now getting into which I wanted to bring up, um, you know, more so than your music was, you know, you're a teacher now. You teach what? High yeah, school? I teach high school social studies. So I teach one class, which is uh, called World History 2. And that is to um, that's a sophomore level history class. And then I teach another class called AP Human Geography, which is um, mostly juniors and seniors. Then I have like a handful of sophomores um, sprinkled in there as well. Are you um, so like is being a teacher something you've always wanted to do or have you <laughs> did you, you know, pick it? Did you pick it because of the great benefits you get and you get summers? Well, off? so like, was... originally I remember it was like I was probably I want to say like fourth or fifth grade. And like something happened and like I had to go to work with my, like my sister was sick or something. And like, so I had to go to work with my dad. Um, and he's like a stockbroker. And I literally sat in his office and watched this guy drag like stuff from one computer screen to another one for like eight hours. And I'm like, I, that's when it hit me. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I know like there's no way I'm going to be ever working in an office. Like, no shot like I'm good like I'll figure something else out um and then I like as I got older you know it's one of those things that I always had like really really cool social studies teachers and I really enjoyed like those classes like not just with the teachers but like the content and I feel like you know you can do a lot more um with those classes than or like different types of activities and like I'll do stuff with my classes that they don't like we'll do virtual reality we'll do augmented reality which is kind of like pokemon go if you know what that is like you just hold your phone up and something pops up so we'll do stuff like that um and i also wanted to like and i always wanted to coach lacrosse too um and so for me going to college or deciding i wanted to be a social studies teacher kind of allowed me to do everything i wanted and so like you know not working in an office be able to coach lacrosse like I like my social studies teachers all were like awesome and I could name them like literally every single one I had from like probably sixth grade until I graduated high school and even like all my college professors so like they definitely may have like a very positive impact on me um and everything and then obviously like I'm very adventurous like I enjoy traveling I enjoy doing all, all a bunch of stuff and like having time to to try other things so uh the, the summers off are very, um, are like very nice. And like, I really, even though this past summer we, we were, or still are, you know, in a pandemic, um, you know, but Leo and I were able to go out to, to Utah for a week and like go backpacking and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, it, it's kind of like a combination of a bunch of things, but yeah. Do you, now that like you're a teacher, do you find that there are, um, if you can talk about this, I don't know if you can or can't, but like, I do find like, are there things that, um, are being taught in school that like you completely flat out disagree with and you think are a waste of time? Um, and then on top of that, do you, are there, what things do you, are not being taught that you think should be taught in the curriculum? Um, so, cause I was listening to your and Mike's episode this morning. Um, and you guys were kind of talking about that. And so I was like, I was glad you brought that up because there are like certain things that, you know, like where I'm at the school that I'm at now, there are a lot of options. Like we have a bunch of computer science classes. There's like early childhood education classes. There's like, um, I forget, there's like a bunch of different sciences. Like there's like a pre-med class, I think. So I think schools are moving 
now towards the more, you know, hands-on, like where I went to high school, we had a really big auto shop program. We had like, you know, wood shop, metal shop, all this stuff. So like those kids that wanted to look at, you know, going into a trade kind of had that early um, opportunity to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really think, especially where I'm at, it's so to kind of preface this, like where I live right now, um, it's called Loudoun County, Virginia, and we are the, the wealthiest county in the United States. Um, not to sound like a like arrogant or anything, but I just kind of want to set the scene of like the type of, you know, families that we have in the area. Um, and, you know, they're like huge tech firms, like, you know, all this different stuff. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on these kids to be taking I wouldn't say so much from the, well, the school as well, but also kind of the parents. Like I have one girl who's a senior and again, her senior year, which is where you're supposed to kind of be enjoying it a little bit. She's taking three AP classes and then she's also taking three dual enrollment classes. And what dual enrollment are, it's, it's a, essentially it's a, a college course. It's through the community college, but it's being taught um, at our high school. So again, this girl who's a senior is taking essentially six college courses um, as a senior in high school. And like in terms of like subject wise and content wise, like, I mean, I think it is important, at least where we live. So for me, the social studies curriculum, it's their freshman year, they take world history one, sophomore year, it's like world history two. So like I teach like 1500 to, um, what the heck is it until like present day, but we really only talk about like European history. So it's not really like, it's very Eurocentric. So it's not really a world history class. It's more of like how the Europeans took over the world, but anyways. Um, and then our junior year, the kids take us history and then senior year, they take um, government, which is, again, you want to make sure that these kids know this, especially their senior year. So they talk about all different stuff like government and law, I think is the class. So it's, you know, um, everything from, you know, how the electoral college works to, you know, if you get pulled over by a police officer, what can you do and what can't you do to, you know, it's a bunch of different things, you know, laws, amendments, how they get passed and, and different stuff like that. So um, I think in my school district, they have been doing a better job the last couple of years, I want to say, on offering and promoting classes that are more kind of real world. But um Again, it's it's a classroom setting, so there's only so much that that they can do, you know. Yeah, um, they could, and I'm glad you brought up the episode with Mike because, um, you know, I find and it's kind of it's kind of I don't want to say annoying to me, but it's kind of like when I ask this question, I always get like immediate negative feedback, kind of in like a way of like people think I'm like shitting on the profession of being a teacher, which I'm no, yeah, not you, at all. You said that. that like, yeah. And anybody like, listens yeah, to this, and another definitely said that you haven't yeah, said that. Yeah. Cause I think, I think being a teacher is one of the most like selfless and most undervalued jobs that there is. Um, because like, I know I've had tons of teachers that like have completely like made a massive impact on my life. And I still talk to, um, you know, here and there because of, and I, you know, I lean on it as more so of like in a way of like a mentor and like a life mentor. And just whenever I have like questions about things, but like my biggest thing is, is that like, I don't, and I, I would like you to elaborate on this is I personally don't, especially cause you're doing music. I personally don't think that school nurtures. And I had a girl on, um, I did an episode earlier, which I'm going to release on Friday, Hannah Dwyer. She's, um, super artistic and she had, um, 
an art teacher in high school basically be like, yeah, like, I don't think your work's that good. And like, you really can't make money. And you know, it's not a real profession. Like, so pick something else. And then like, I know, like me and you know, like with Brady, yeah. Brady was like super talented with art and graphic de- design and shit, but he wasn't getting the grades, but he was getting like season D. So he switched his major. So like me personally, I don't think that one school nurtures the cre- like creatives and like helps creative kids that necessarily don't fit that nine to five mold and you know kind of like like imagine travis scott as a student you think that motherfucker is <laughs> getting a's in science and like thinking oh i want to be a chemist no he's like he's he's on the music and he's been making music for such a yeah. long time that it's like i from my perspective at least i don't feel as though school nurtures those students or necessarily values them and i think that school as a whole is nothing more than teaching you how to be an employee and teaching you how to be employed and i think that on top of that, it doesn't also teach you like the basics of business, how to manage your money and stuff like that. So like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? And if you yeah, can, like, so we'll kind of start from the beginning in terms of like nurturing the kids that don't really know. So like, there's like, I mean, jobs that are people have now, like we're not even a thing when we were in high school. Like, you think about like social media managers you know, stuff like that. Like you have content creators for like legit companies that like not doing marketing, not making commercials, not doing film, like literally like, how are we going to make, you know, content to put on like Instagram and TikTok and and Twitter and whatever for this product. So that's one of those things where it's like, I don't think there's a a right or wrong answer. Um, And again, I don't teach like art or anything. And art's one of those things where it's, a piece of art is only worth as much as, you know, the person's willing to pay for it. Um, and Absolutely. so like, that's one thing. And like, I do definitely like appreciate people that, you know, are creatives and do make stuff like that. Um, and I definitely do think that it is difficult um, for stuff like that. And, you know, um, I don't know, for me, I tell my kids all the time that, you know, you want to be a, a artist, you want to be a, painter or fashion designer photographer you know you want to i don't know make organic pancakes or something i don't know dude like i don't know like i'm like here's the thing like (laughs) do it you know what i'm saying because like can you imagine if like every single artist that we listen to is just like you know what like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make music or like you know the clothing brands we have like imagine like you know nike or or jordan or anything we're just like they're just like you know like we're just not gonna gonna make anything we wouldn't have anything you know what i mean um so from for my thing there's like a he's like a um he's a writer um his name is shay serrano he works for i think the ringer he's got a couple books and like his one quote is he's like he has is like something like you know it's just like somebody is gonna be doing the thing you want to do so like you might as well try to like make yours or something along those lines you know what i'm saying so with my kids that want to do that. And I've had kids last year, like talk about like, Oh, I want to get into streaming. Cause that's huge now. And I'm like, dude, you got to go for it. But also at the same time, it's, you know, and when you're 16 and somebody's telling you, and I try to make it clear, like, I think you can do it. And when I say like, there's a million people doing it, I don't say that to discourage you, but I'm saying you, it's you, a, you got to find something that makes yourself different. Right. And then B you got to at least graduate high school because you got to find some way to support yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I'm not saying like give up. I'm like saying the complete opposite. So like for me with this music stuff, you know what I mean? Like 
if I just like dropped out of high school or dropped out of college and had like no way to support myself, like that's not, I mean, again, I don't want to say it's the, the percentage of people that are able to, you know, drop out of high school, drop out of college and just like blow up is so small, but that's those stories are so big that, you know, they're like the literally one in a million where that works. You know what I mean? Like they don't talk about how many kids, you know, drop out of high school or college and try to pursue one of these alternate, like alternate avenues and just, I don't want to call it failures. Cause I don't, I think if you like put yourself out there and you try to do something and create something, like, I don't think it's a failure. It's just um, not going to get you to where you're going to be able to support yourself. And that's like the biggest thing I try to tell them is like, you just, you have to find something that's going to make you money until that other thing starts to take off. So I try to tell them it's not so much as give up on your dreams. It's find something that'll help you get there. And then once you get to where you want to be, then you say, you know what, like I'll drop out of college. If like I blow up when I'm in college, or I'll just quit my job after, you know, if I start blowing up as a streamer or an artist or a fashion designer or something like that. So uh, again, it depends. At least that's how I am. Um, And then, so your last point talking about like kids being employees. So I don't want to say completely disagree with that but like i try to explain to my kids to start the year it's um i tell them like here's the thing and they their minds get blown when i say this like the first day of class is like here's the thing i don't care about history at all like i don't care if you go through this class and you don't remember a single thing uh, but what i want you guys to learn is real world skills so when we're doing research you know what i mean because um, imagine like Cause we're very big on, you know, you got to find sources, accurate information. Cause you even know today how much like fake news. And I hate saying that word, but you know, people will just say something fake on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, and nobody does any research and takes it at face value. You know what I'm saying? So it's like teaching them how to do that research. Cause again, if for, for me, if I'm going to be um, say, I don't know, start a, um, a restaurant, right. I'm not just going to go and just say, okay, I'm going to open a restaurant. Right. I'm going to have to do my research saying, okay, what regulations, what are my kind of tax things I got to have to do? What um, is, you know, from where I live, the the best um, market area for my business to be in. Right. So you have to do that research, you know, collaboration with other people. You have to learn how to work with other people. So I'll do a lot of stuff where kids work with, you know, a partner or they will work individually and then share or they'll do something with a group. and again, like, can you imagine, like, like how many days at your job do you just not talk to a single person, like not interact with a single person? Exactly. I never, dude, I, I have to talk to, I have to talk and, to And that's the thing day. where it's like, I have like, and that's what I try to tell them. I'm like, again, I don't care about history. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like, obviously mm-hmm. we do want to learn about, I don't want to, I take that back because we do talk about, you know, racism and sy- sy- systemic racism and how it's not just in the United States, but it's literally all over the world and it has been for you know hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so big picture uh-huh. issues like that, um, I definitely want them to, to notice that it's not just within the United States and it's not just something that we see you know, now or the last couple of decades and not to go too far um, off of the, the question, but you know, it's more of kind of things that we need to know to be just functioning humans. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I try to, mm-hmm. to have them look at it as, and whether they realize it or not, that's whatever. Um, but I try to make sure that they know that, you know, everything that we're doing has a purpose. I'm not just going to say, yeah, do this and then just don't do anything. Cause again, what, what type of job you want or not, you're going to have to be able to, 
learn like for me example for like the music stuff right and I, I tie this back to my class like doing research right and so if i just don't know what i'm looking for and don't know how to find it on the computer so for example like i'm looking for a certain type of software i'm looking um how to configure you know the um the audio input or something for for uh my guitar or something and i just don't know how to go about that that's not gonna gonna help and especially what we see is a lot of these kids like you were listening mentioning with um i think it was cody's episode or mike's episode i forget talking about how like us being from that age where we didn't grow up with social media and you know what i mean and like i remember you know, in middle school, high school, we still had a lot of hard copy books for research and stuff where now a lot of these kids, it's, they type something on a Google, they don't see it in their first two pages or the first page. And they say, oh, I can't find this. And I say, well, what'd you search? And they said, oh, like we just did a project on, on the Holocaust for my one class and they had to write an essay um, and like pick a, a topic about it or a different type of genocide to relate to it. And they just, so many kids just said, I can't find what I'm looking for. And I said, well, what did you look up? They just said, I just searched up genocides and I can't find like the answer to the question. So just stuff like that, um, which I really try to hammer home with them is, is it's not just so much about the content. Again, it's more of the, the skills that you're learning in that class. Yeah, I was actually just talking to um the fuck's his name uh Dorenzo I was just talking to Dorenzo because yeah. he's a teacher um and we were just talking about like you know like the you know just everything we were just you know catching up and then we were talking about like I was asking him because my thing is that like I genuinely genuinely believe and I don't know if it's just because like of what my major was like political science and I'm not even getting into politics here but like I find like just from observing people and then having like conversations with people I feel as though that there is more group think than there is like actual individual thinkers. And I feel as though, like, like you were saying, yeah. like, you were like, you know, how many days do you go with not interacting with someone? And it's just like, I, I, I have to call people every day. I have to cold call people every day for, you know, what I'm doing and, you know, building my real estate business, but not even that, but like, even going with like the fake news, like what you were saying, like I, I said to him, I said, you know, do you think like as a teacher, cause like, I didn't have like, you know, we were in that era where like, when we were in high school, if you had a phone out, like, yeah, man, I got kids right in my away. classes on their phone. Yeah. I can't take it. Like it's I, the only thing I can do is ask them to put it away. And if they don't, like I literally, it's just, it's on me. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, similar to like how you're like, I don't care about history. Like he was telling me, he's like, dude, he's like these kids, like, man, like they're just on their phones 24 seven. He goes, so I told him straight up. I said, listen, you guys don't have to pay attention. Like, I really don't care if you pay, don't pay attention or not, but just know that like your grade is going to be reflected based on your effort and based on, so if you're on your phone the entire time, you get a bad grade on the test. Like don't come to me asking for help because you, you chose that. And like he was saying how he, um, you know, I don't want to necessarily speak for him. It was just, no, just yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. the conversation we had. And he was just basically saying that he, he wants to, um, you know, teach, treat his students like they're adults and he wants them to think for themselves and develop habits that incorporate critical thinking and, you know, not be, not be so swayed by like what PowerPoints and lectures say and not being able to be swayed by like, you know, if there's a hundred people in a group, 99 are saying, you know, X, Y, and Z is the answer to be able to have a kid be like, no, I think ABC is the answer and be confident and stand on that hill um, of like, yo, based on what the information says and, you know, doing my own like critical thinking and, you know, Googling shit and being resourceful, 
I genuinely believe it's this, but in a way that uh, the student is backing it up with like actual like resources and not just like, like you were saying, fake news shit. And I know Mike and I touched on it like when I, when he was on the podcast, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Federici, he was our, uh, was it criminal law? No, it wasn't criminal law. It was constitutional law. And the whole premise of the um, class was that there's two ways to in- incorporate the constitution. There's people that believe that it is perfect the way it's written. And then there's people that believe that it's an old ass document. It doesn't pertain to to today's society and today's world. And we need to rewrite it. So, you know, there's judges on the Supreme Court that rule in favor of, you know, that rewriting it. And then there's judges that rule in favor of how the old way it is. And anytime we would discuss like a court case, and I know the big one that we did was Obamacare. He never told us what was the right or wrong answer. He solely graded us based on how we articulated our point. So like from the aspect of that, you know, because, you know, like in school, everything is done or at least when we were in school, because I'm not going to speak for high school today, but at least when we were in school, everything was like standardized testing. And, you know, that there's people that are smart and that there's levels to smart, but some people that are smart aren't necessarily good test takers. So you know, being a teacher, what is your thoughts on, you know, allowing a kid to, as long as they can back it up with, you know, credible sources and stuff like that, being able to, you know, think for themselves versus, you know, and I don't know even know if I'm asking this the right way, but being able to have a kid think for themselves versus just falling trapped to the group thing. Because I think like, like with social media, and I said this to him today, and I'm getting a little long winded, that, we aimlessly and it's we're all guilty of it so it's not like it's one generation or not but we're all guilty of just sitting on our phones it's so rolling oh that's fucked up oh that's you're just uh, desensitized yes and so like you're not really thinking for yourself you just Mm -hmm. see what's always in front of you and you think that that is like that's like biblical and like that is the truth and that's the matter so like how do you if you have um, you know, and could elaborate on it. How do you try to, as a teacher, teach the curriculum, but also teach it in a way where it's like you said, like, hey, I want you guys to be able to think for yourselves and be able to critically think because when you enter the real world, that is the real yeah, world. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we do, um, like, and again, it is it is tough. So for our school district right now, um, you know, last year we ended the school year kind of, it was a mess because, I mean, that's where every school was. Um, this year, the first two quarters, we were online. Um, and then we were on, I'm on spring break right now, but we finished our fourth week doing a hybrid this past week with like, um, some kids are in the building, some kids are still at home on their computers. Um, but it's, it's honestly kind of just, it really depends on the class and the content that we're talking about. But like, I am going to like if i i give the kids like we'll do notes sometimes just because this year especially it's such a condensed schedule like we can't really hit all the things that we need to so i'll have like a couple of things where i'm saying okay boom 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 like this is what you guys gotta know about this stuff um and then afterwards we'll do something where they have to go out and they got to find the answer to the question themselves and usually i ask them an opinionated question and the opinionated one, it really depends on the, the topic. So I can't really think of a specific one, but it's kind of, you know, after the assignment, after you just did all your research, like, I th- oh, I think the last one we did was um, with uh, World War II, we wrapped up a couple weeks ago. 
And we, we talked about how, you know, the United States dropped two atomic bombs on Japan. Um, and we spent like a kind of day on the, the end mm. of the war. And that's really what ended it. And, you know, the question was, you know, do you agree with the decision or don't you agree? And, you know, why or why not? And again, it's, it's one of those things where a lot of kids, because everything, so it has been, I feel like, so standardized where it's, you know, pretty much a right or wrong answer. And then now yes. there's kind of shifting, um, at least where I'm at, we're shifting to what's called like project-based assessments, which I'm like, it's basically like instead of like a standardized test at the end of the year for the class that I teach, they have two main projects. Like, so we did one on the industrial revolution, which was like talking about um, how, you know, what's an issue that arose during the industrial revolution that we see today. And that could be pollution, that could be child labor. Um, and then we have one later on in the year talking about the cold war. Um, but what's kind of cool about this one is kids can do, really whatever they want. If they want to write an essay, they can write an essay. If they want to make a video. And I've had some kids who honestly like were, have not, I don't want to say they're, they're very just good students. You know what I mean? They're like bees, like they're good, but they would like for this project, I had some kids make this like crazy, like five, 10 minute, like documentary on their topic. Like, so like automatic A and like some kids do podcasts, some kids do um, other stuff. So it really allows them to be a little bit more creative. But at the same time, what I don't really, I mean, I don't want to say I disagree with it because the topics that we are talk about are, are very, you know, important, especially like child labor and um, the wage gap and, you know, things like that. But a lot of the questions that we asked, it's, you're not really forming an opinion. Um, it's Cause like, like, what are you going to ask? Like, do you think child labor is bad? Like that's probably the opinionated question or, or what do you think can be done? And we'll ask that, but you know, it's, it's, these kids have a very tough time informing their own opinions because for such a long time it's been, Hey, this is the right answer. And what I have a lot of times I'll ask kids a question, mm -hmm. you know, and what I'll have, I'll get the kids type in the chat. They'll say something and then they'll put like a question mark after it. And I ask them like, are you asking me? Or are you telling me? And then I just get no response. And cause it's just the thing of, you know, they, like we talked about before, like you don't want to, the group think thing, like, you know, you don't want to be wrong in front of your peers and it's, it's, oh, it's, there's like a million things that I think are wrong, but um, I don't know. It's, I think for, for, I can't speak for my entire school, but for my department ourselves, like, I, yeah, I think of that course we, not, and yeah. especially the classes I teach, like we're trying to, um, and again, I feel bad because the, the AP class I teach is very, very interesting. And like, I really enjoy teaching that class a lot because it's basically kind of how the world works. And like, I learn a lot of stuff and I think it's very important. So uh -huh. for example, again, we're kind of quick little sidebar here. We finished a unit on agriculture and basically talking about how um... <laughs> you can grow wheat no. at home. But uh... <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, basically how there's like a lot of studies that say that um, because of, especially in the United States, only 2% of our population work in agriculture. So if you think about 2% of our country has to feed the other 98%, that's not sustainable. Um, and, you know, for such a long time with these, this commercialization of agriculture, you know, large scale farms um, and things like that, what we see is that, you know, the use of pesticides, chemicals, like people just exhausting soil, um, 
it's there's a lot of studies that are saying we probably have around only 60 full harvests yet yet left before we completely like run out of food and we can't grow anything um so that's kind of some important stuff that we try to go on but it does stink because this year it's it's so condensed because of everything being online um that we really can't dive for that class because again it's we have our our date for the AP exam. So we have to cover all of our stuff by that exam. So we have a pretty um, hard sketch, not hard as in like difficult, but it's pretty set in stone, if that makes sense of like how long we can only talk about certain things. And, you know, that one, it's the content I feel like is more interesting and it's, it, the kids can relate to it a lot more. Um, but at the same time, it's, we can't really spend as much time or do certain things um, just because you know it's our time constraints this year because i think so for our district every monday is like a teacher work day and kids have that day to do homework or whatever um and then so we only have classes tuesday uh -huh. wednesday thursday friday and so i think over the because we normally have block scheduling so it'd be like you know alternate a b scheduling on a normal year um and i think somebody did the math and we're missing i think it's like 70 something like total classes for a whole year so it's like really condensed as far as what we can talk about. So I feel bad for classes like that, where the kids actually are related to the topic. They, they're interested in it. And we kind of have to skip over some things and can't go into, um, you know, enough or, or as much detail as I would like to go into. So um, I really think it kind of just, it's, it's kind of case by case, if that makes sense. Like it's, there's no like one big umbrella. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, like mm -hmm. you have a curriculum that you got to follow and that like you do got to like, like yeah. you, said, you only have like a certain amount of time with the students. And it's like as much as you would like to kind of get into like some ideas and things that you have to add to it. It's like at the end of the day, like I, I have material that I need to get across to these students and I need that them to complete. And then like obviously some classes move faster with material than others do. So it's just like, you know, it's not always as possible to then get into like the ideas yeah. that you have for your students um now a couple other questions i have for you about like you know teaching as a whole and stuff do you think that there could be um better education on you know finances at an at a young age like in high school and what i mean by that is like you know teaching kids at a younger age how to like personal finance and in, in the sense of like learning how to do taxes and and, um, you know, learning how to invest their money properly, like, you know, yeah. buy, buy real estate, uh, invest your money in real estate, invest your money in retirement accounts and stuff like that. Um, and I only ask that because, you know, with the experience I've had in real estate and being around a lot of successful business people and just, you know, being a sponge around them, trying to soak up as much information as I can, it, it's, I have never met someone that is successful and really well off financially that says, Hey, everything I learned came from school. They, every single person I have been around says they had to learn it on their own and school doesn't teach you a yeah. damn thing about personal finance and how to manage your money and how to grow your money. And so for the record, you know, for any teachers listening and stuff like that, again, I'm yeah, not yeah. shitting on teachers. I'm just, I just want to, I'm just asking from a general yeah. perspective no. of like, of like um, why so that is. Our school, I know to graduate kids have to take um and like usually flip-flop it but the first half of the year they'll take economics and the second half of the year they'll take personal finance or it's like flip-flop so it's you know either take it it's you take one the first half one uh -huh. the second half 
um, and whatever. So I taught economics last year and we literally just talk about like, I don't even, I honestly don't even remember. Like it's stuff that's like, <laughs> it's like nothing that applies to these kids. They're like, that would help them out. Like we don't talk about the stock market. Like we talk about like, oh, why are some stocks public? Why are some like worth more than others? Like what are dividends? And that's pretty much like it. And like the rest is, I mean, it's kind of interesting talking about like, you know, the US, we talk about our trade partners, stuff like that. Um, the personal finance, they're supposed to be learning stuff like that, but I don't teach that. That's taught by like our business department. So I can't um, really speak on that a whole lot. But um, from what I know, like the kids uh -huh. have to take that and they usually wait till the kids are seniors to take that um, personal finance class to so that it kind of is one of the last things that they remember um, before they leave. So but yeah, I think it has to be, I mean, I think that, yeah. I mean, language is something that is not really huge in the United States, right? Like how many languages do you speak? Like one? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, getting off of the finance, getting off the finance aspect, that was actually what I was going to ask you next. And I have it written down right here. Um, so like at my high school and like my, like the school district I drew, grew up in, in Buffalo and Lancaster, you had to start taking a language, either French, German, or Spanish um, when you were in seventh or eighth grade. And then you had to take at least, I believe, four years of it. So if you had to take it up until you were a junior and if you wanted to continue with it, you could continue with it. Um, but it was crazy because not many like uh not many high schools i don't think like do that and when i was fortunate enough that um uh, i had i had above a 90 um overall like average between like all the years in spanish and the our, our school did this thing through education first which was a um study abroad program and we got to go like when it was spring break when spring break was two weeks instead of uh like one and one yeah or if it's just down to one now um I went to Spain for two weeks with a bunch of kids that like took Spanish as well. And just from being in Spain, um, you learn the language a little bit better. And then I obviously continued in college and like, I, I'm not, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but like I could have a basic conversation in Spanish because when we were there and we were in Spain, there's some people that speak English, but for the most part, like you're only speaking Spanish. So like to communicate, you have to speak the language. So um, is that something that you find should be talked, like, you know, pushed more since like we live in such a, um, you know, a world where oh, everything is so instantaneous and, you know, you're, you're, you're interacting mm -hmm. with, you know, people with all different, you know, nationalities on a daily basis. And on top of that, like business doesn't have borders. So for anyone that's going into business, having a, or even, even if you're an employee, having a second language can earn you even more money and look yeah, better so for you. So like, what are your thoughts as on As Americans, that? we really, um, are, it's not as big of a, a deal here to learn a second language, because again, you think about how big the United States is. It's not like we live in Europe, right. Um, where, you know, I could be living in France and be speaking French and then there's Belgium next to me. Then there's Germany, right. Switzerland, like all these different countries and languages. Um, and a lot of their, like over there, a lot of them speak like two or three, sometimes four or five, depends on like where you are. But for us, you know, English is spoken by, um, it's like the most widely spoken language around the world, or it's kind of, it's called the a lingua franca. This is one thing that we cover in my one class. And basically what it is, it's in terms of like raw speakers, 
Uh, obviously, Mandarin is going to be the winner just because, like, you know, there's billions of people that speak that around Absolutely. the world. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but in terms of uh-huh. kind of how business is done, the lingua franca is essentially like kind of a bridge between two countries. So you could have a guy from Korea, you could have a guy from, I don't know, Nigeria, and they're having a business meeting. And, you know, the guy from Nigeria doesn't speak Korean, the guy from Korean doesn't speak, um, you know, what they speak over in Nigeria, but they both have a little bit of basic understanding of English. And that's where we've been able to kind of, as Americans, and how many people do you know that like go to different countries where they don't speak the language, but they're able to kind of still go through that, that trip or that vacation because um, people there just speak English and they just know English. And that's kind of part of the reason why. And for us, it's, we've again, always had kind of that American mindset, you know, we're better than everybody else. Like we're number one, blah, blah, blah. And so I feel like as a whole, it's not really been important as, you know, to hammer home a language. I remember like, I think in fifth grade, I had Spanish like once a month or something and like middle school we had it like maybe once a week and then high school I took like three years in German don't remember anything and it's just like it's not a main point of concern here and I feel like that's something that as a whole really needs to um, change because like what you were saying like uh, you know social media and everything and how everybody's getting more connected um, because for me it's like I just you know, even stuff like I, I want to go to Spain and stuff, but like, I don't speak Spanish. Like I have friends that live over there and they speak Spanish. So I'd be fine with that. But, you know, I feel like it's almost like disrespectful in a way to go to another country and not know like at least a little bit of the language. Um, and I feel like a lot of people just, yeah. Well, it's funny. Well, it, well it's funny because like when, our, when we were first in Spain, we were in Madrid and we were i forget what restaurant we were at but we were trying to order food and the guy dude the guy just looked at us like and yeah. we we're like yeah can we get a burger or like whatever and the guy was just staring at us and like everyone around yeah. us like if you yeah, I mean, you've been to europe haven't you yeah you so you know how it is it's like it's nothing like america and like everyone is just staring at us and like the thing is too is like when oh, you're yeah. in europe like they people know that you're american like they know they they know yeah, they can tell based on how you're dressed, how you talk, your body language, like everything. It's just a complete different world. I think it's awesome. But the, like the guy straight up was just like, uh, he's just like, uh, he's like, no, hablo inglés. And we're just like, <laughs> we're all looking at each other. We're like, fuck. Um, so like we like yeah. whip out our phones and we're trying to do like Google Translate. And like we just show the guy our phone. He's like, ah, see, I see. And we're sitting there and we're just like, we're in the, uh, we were in the hostel that night and we're like, fuck dude we gotta like and we're sitting there like just googling and like writing down shit and like carrying like a little notepad with us of like basic things like uh hey how are you like obviously like we know it but like in terms of like connecting a sentence together like oh i want to order like hypothetically like oh i want to order a burger with no onions and like i want extra cheese and just like just a basic communication and it was kind of funny how like we were there for two weeks and just being in the culture talking having to talk Spanish yeah. um, like pretty much 24 seven, unless we were like amongst each other. Like when we got back, we actually learned it and we knew it way better than like what school was teaching it to us because we were actually like immersed in the culture and like we had yeah. no other option, but to like learn how to speak it. Otherwise like we weren't going to be able to connect with people. No. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you're, it gets a lot harder, you know, because Again, I had a lot of friends where I went to high school, we had a very big, you know, Hispanic population and, and 
uh, mostly Colombian. Um, and so like I had a bunch of friends who, you know, English is their second language. Some of their parents, um, you know, obviously not their first language either, um, their second language. And it's just like one of those things like, you know, you learn English because you're in America and, you know, people are, I don't, I don't so like out of context, that sounds bad, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like if, you know, you go to the store, people are speaking English, like you're going to pick up on English, you know, like obviously there's Spanish TV and there's Spanish music and radio stations by me, but most of them are in English. So if you're just kind of around that language and vice versa, you know, um, I used to do landscaping a lot um, during my summers, I was in college and, you know, being the only white guy on our crew, you know, we listened to like, I would pick up a little bit of Spanish and kind of talk to them, uh, the guys I work with here and there. And that's like one thing I always regret not trying harder to, to practice that when I was with them, because, you know, I'm with these guys, you know, 10 hours, 11 hours, 12 hours a day for, you know, five, six days a week. Um, and I just kind of didn't really acknowledge that and appreciate that time. Um, but they would always say like, Hey man, just listen to, you gotta listen to music, watch TV. You know, if you go to restaurants, try to order in Spanish and like, that'll help you out. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where in the United States, depends on where you live, you might not have that uh, same, um, those opportunities to kind of speak that language and be around that, that specific language than other places, you know, um, around the country or around the world. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's definitely like, I, I definitely had more enjoyment, like, going around like Madrid, Barcelona, Sevilla. Yeah, right. like, I, don't, I didn't even know if I just said that last city, right. But um, okay. Yeah. Like um, it made the trip more enjoyable because then you were able to like, you know, connect with like the locals and talk to them. And like yeah. when you're at the pubs, like shoot the shit with them and, and stuff like that. And the thing is too, is like, they know you're American. Like they know, like when I say no hablo inglés, like I don't speak Spanish or I don't speak English. Like they know based on like, how it's coming out of my mouth that I'm an American because it's so broken. If that makes sense. Like when you, like when a foreigner comes over here um, and they, you know, have broken English, like how they sound to us is exactly how like we sound to, to them is like what one of the, one of the guys that we met at a pub was like telling us because he spoke English and Spanish and he was just telling us how it's like funny. Like anytime you hear, like Americans like try to speak Spanish that it's yeah. not their natural, like native, like language. It's funny to them because it's like almost like what they, yeah, exactly. you know, someone that has broken English um, sounds like to us. Um, no, like real quick. Cause I mean, actually not real quick. I mean, we're getting close to like the hour mark and stuff like that. So there's just a couple more questions I had for you. So, you know, like now that you, you know, you were once a student yourself, graduated high school, graduated college, um, and now you're a teacher and you're in education. Are there some things that like you wish when you were younger that you would have learned that kids are getting taught now? Or like, is there just like overall anything you have that you wish that school would have taught you that you had to educate yourself on that didn't come from school that you I mean, believe, well, like, like school should be teaching? So there's a lot so. of, yeah. So not even like school. If there's anything. Um, but just kind of more as like an individual, it's, it's, you know, where I live, it's, you know, kids need to be going to, you know, like an Ivy league or like a UVA or VTech or like all these like very competitive schools. And so, you know, they're a lot of kids are, they'll, they're, they do activities and like extracurriculars, but it's more so for the fact that um, just to put on a college resume that, you know, I'm in this or like, you know, I'm in this club or I do this sport, like, and so a lot of them, like, I want to, like, sometimes I ask them, like, what do you, do you do anything for fun? 
And they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm in this club. Like I do this, I'm like, no, no, no. But like, do you, like, do you like go outside? Like, do you like, <laughs> do you go outside? What do you got? Go outside? Like, yeah. What do you have? Howie from the bench warmers? <laughs> no, but the like, sun. you know what I mean? I'm like, you, like you know, do you do anything outdoors? Like, do you play sports? Like, do you do art? Like anything like that? And I feel like for me, I always grew up like very well-rounded. Like, you know, I was in, like very young, you know, I was doing the school stuff. Like obviously everybody's doing school stuff, but like, you know, I used to be in like the school choir, the school band. I was, uh, you know, I'm an Eagle Scout. Like I played lacrosse football when I was like in middle school, I was in the school musical. I was doing all these different clubs and like organizations and stuff. Um, and it's more so like, I, I don't think that, you know, kids really know what they want until they, they try stuff out. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like for them, a lot of it is like, for me personally, I didn't even like really start getting like, on like kind of a, a different note here, like really like comfortable with like who I am as like a person till like I moved down to, to Virginia. Cause I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, like you're always going to inf be influenced by like your friends or your family or whoever um, that you're with. Right. And so, you know, it took for me to move to Virginia where, I mean, my roommate and I, we, he went to Mercyhurst as well, but you know, we're very different. Um, he was back home for most of the pandemic and it took like me moving to an area where I didn't really know anybody. And then like a pandemic happening for me to kind of figure out like, okay, like, what do I want to do? You know what I mean? Like, cause again, like we talked about before, like you're always like, oh yeah, you're a lacrosse yeah. guy. And even down here, it's like, you know, I moved down and like, you know, coaching lacrosse and everything down here, being the teacher. And, you know, like I'm getting back into to some vintage clothes and stuff like that, which I, I really had a passion for and um, doing a quick look. Yeah. Doing a rebrand. I'm, I'm redoing it. Too. So like be on the lookout. We'll, we're going to be putting stuff out in the next couple of weeks. I got a bunch of to cool stuff uh, that I'm excited to kind of share with people that I've been holding on to for a while. Um, but anyways, but yeah, and it, it really was just like took all that to figure out like, you know, what, like, what am I really about? Like, what do I enjoy? You know what I mean? Like, and it's not like one of those things where it's like, I don't even want to necessarily say like when you're at school, when we're all together and stuff, it's, it's not so much, I wouldn't do certain things because like I was worried about getting like dogged or whatever, but it's like, oh, my friends are doing this. I want to hang out with my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. And like at home too, you know, like I'm with, Absolutely. like I've been teaching back home in New Jersey. Like I live with my mom and it was just like, you know, yeah, shout out Deb. But like, same thing, I was student Shout teaching and I was coaching lacrosse at the same time. And it was just like, you know, and then I'm home and I'm exhausted and then, you know, whatever. And then it really took kind of the last couple months for me to figure out like, you know, what, like, what do you enjoy? And I feel like a lot of kids are, are nervous about that, like finding that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're in a family, like for me, you know, like we talked about earlier in the episode, like music's always been like a big part of our family. But like if I'm somebody who doesn't come from that background and maybe I want to start singing or, you know, playing an instrument and I just like don't know where to start. It's just like one of those things like you just got to do it. And I feel like that's kind of been the, the theme, especially like we've talked about today and like in the episodes that I've listened to, like that you already have, like the biggest thing is just like that first step. You know what I'm saying? And just like take that, like, you don't even have to know what you're doing and that's perfectly okay. Like literally I'm, tw I'm 25 years old and like, I go to work every day and so it still blows my mind. I'm like, dude, I can't believe I literally have to teach like 150 kids. Like, 
and they listen to me. Like that still blows my mind sometimes. Like, um, it. But. It's funny because when you first uh, when you first started teaching, I remember you texted me because I was just yeah, like, "Yo, yeah, how yeah. was your first day?" Like, because I, I always check in like when my, when my boys like see what they're up to and shit. And I texted you, and I was just like, "What? Like, how's teaching?" And you, dude, you, you called me. And you're like, "Bro, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." And you're just like, "And the fact that like some of these kids will be like, hey, like, uh, Mr. Welshell, like, what's the answer to this?'" And like sometimes you're yeah. just like, "I." And I have I have other buddies that are teachers. Like my one buddy Aaron, oh he God. teaches he teaches elementary, and he said the same thing. Like sometimes like you gotta just like you gotta wing it. You gotta just be like, "Oh, it's this." And then because it's like, if you don't know it, it's, it's easier to just go back and be like, Hey class, I was actually wrong. This is the right answer. But in the moment, like a kid wants, a kid's going to want to know something. And if you don't know, like, Oh fuck, like I have no idea <laughs> that kid's going to be like, well, what the fuck are you even teaching me for? <laughs> cause I know I looked at my teachers, which is funny. Cause like, I used to look at my teachers in high school and like in middle school and stuff, like yeah. everything they said no, yeah, was definitely. like the truth and spot on, if that makes sense. And so, like, if I had a teacher yeah. that was like, oh, I don't know, I'd be like, well, what the fuck? What do you mean you don't know? Like, I don't know. And I'm asking and it's you, like, and if it's you don't crazy, know, then like, we're, not, where are we going like, with this? Think that I literally come home and just crush the History Channel and just read books about history. Like, it's so funny. Like, them, like, yeah, you like, were oh, saying what that are you too. doing tonight? I'm like, I don't know, going to a concert? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. This is like last year I had a conversation with some of the kids. They're just like, they're like, oh, what are you doing tonight? Or like, what do you, what do you watch on TV? I'm like, I don't know, like Always Sunny or like whatever. And they're like, you don't watch, like, you ever watch the History Channel? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, what, do you, what do you think that is? It's my job. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go home and just watch stuff about my job. Like, oh, oh fuck. Man. Uh, no, yeah, so, I don't know. That's fucking hilarious. Now, um, I ask everyone this question, kind of to end it, but if you could, if if you could meet your 18-year-old self today, what would you tell your 18-year-old self about, like, um, like, just, just, I don't even want to get into it, but, like, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I mean, it could be be about kind of like we just talked about, like, find out what makes you happy. Like somebody's always going to have something to say. Um, but like, I like to use the analogy. It's like, you're on an Island. You know what I'm saying? And like each person is their own Island. Like I'm on my own Island. You're on your own Island. And like, as stupid as it sounds like people can come visit, you know what I mean? And people can come like stay, you know, for a while, like this conversations, like we're visiting each other and stuff like that. But, you know, after we hang up, like you're going to be doing your own thing today and tonight. I'm going to be doing my own thing today and tonight. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's really just like, find out like what makes you happy mm-hmm. and just kind of just say like, who cares? Like, that's why I got like that, you know, that smiley face. I had that tattooed on my wrist just cause like, dude, like literally who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but like, it's, it's, you know, yeah. No, I get yeah, what you're man. saying. Like, like everything matters, but so nothing and so, actually like matters. talking shit in a group chat that you're not even in. How's that going to impact your life at all? Like, it's not. You know what I mean? And like, I think also kind of going back to the music thing for the first time. It's like, I'm 100%. like, dude, what if people think I suck? <laughs> like, what if like you know? Because I'm not like I'm all, again. Like, I want to say like I'm all right at a bunch of different things in terms of that. But I'm like, like that's me like singing and stuff for the first time. I like write all my own lyrics, so it's like. It's just very just like uncomfortable putting yourself out there 
when especially like we were talking about like you're not known as like that guy you know what i'm saying you're always like the lacrosse guy or the dude that just travels and does whatever and then all of a sudden you're like singing songs and making music people are like dude what the hell but like i don't know the amount like i've gotten like a ton of love from people that like honestly had like no idea like that would happen like just out of the blue just like saying hey this sounds like really good or whatever and it's just like again not to hype myself up but it's like like just like little things like that is like no 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 talk that shit let it fly it's like i don't know but i mean again because it's like it's one of those things like you know like saying that and like just people i would never thought i would have talked to you know i'm like texting or like dming now um like talking back and forth with like stuff like this and it's just again like you know you might be friends with somebody cool like there might be people that share your same interests and it's like until like you know you got to put yourself out there a little bit um and that's just not just like it's like with with whatever you know if like people are like as, as bad as it sounds it's like oh like i don't really have any friends like you know having friends is not like like once you graduate college or even in college i guess like having like finding friends like where i'm at was like i don't wanna say it was like super difficult but it's something you gotta like put effort into you know what i mean like there's got to just be like effort, like whatever you want to do, like you got to put effort out there. Um, and I would also say like, mm-hmm. probably like just recognize like, you know, there's going to be a lot of things you're bad at and like, that's okay. <laughs> and it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> it's like, it's okay to be bad at something. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, I think that's where people get in trouble where it's like one of those things where it's, you have that complex, like, and again, there's like a, a difference between being like, like, obviously you want to be confident and like believing in yourself at, and abilities, but at the same time, you want to be able to like reflect and look at yourself and be like, you know, I could do this better. And even like with, with my, the songs that I do, it's like, I swear to God, I like finish them, I upload them. And I like have not listened to either of the two that are out now. And like, since I uploaded the last one that's going up tomorrow, like I have not listened to it since I uploaded it. And it's like one of those things that's like, um, like I'll listen to it. And be like, oh, I could definitely have changed that. I could definitely have done that better. And it's just like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's okay. Because it's not like the end of the world. I'm like, oh, the next one, I can just make a little bit better than this one. And that's kind of, I guess, another thing. It's like, whatever you're doing, like, and again, sports, like your work, like if you do a creative something, like you always want like your next thing to be a little bit better than the thing you just did. You know what I mean? Like, not just like, it doesn't have to be like huge. Like it's not going from like, drawing mm-hmm. a stick figure to freaking painting like the the mona lisa like that's not gonna happen overnight you know what i'm saying but like just like little things and nobody else will have to notice it but like as long as you can acknowledge that like that's where you know you're you're gonna do some good stuff but i don't know yeah i fuck with that and like kind of going on your thing of like how you don't listen to it bro i don't listen to any of these oh things. john I mean, antonio the, the kid that like loves to hear himself talk um, more than anybody like, i know doesn't that... listen to his own podcast of him just talking for <laughs> <laughs> bro i don't uh... i don't like to hear myself talk i just like to talk to people with just but that's like the that's like the only child in me. Like, I just like to talk to people because I think, I think people are dope. Um, and I think that like, they're, you don't really get to, yeah, I don't man. like, people I don't are like dope. knowing people on a surface level. Like it's I really like want to know you. Was that, was that, I don't, was that young yeah, tweet where he's like, so I hate when me, girls die. Of that, it's like the same level. People are talk dope and I hate when girls die. That's, that's what we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> Thugger, I actually uh, just texted, uh, I texted Esther earlier. I texted Esther earlier because uh, 
<laughs> she, she loves Young Thug, but I was I saw a video of him like making like uh I don't know if it was like an old video, but it was oh, him yeah. making uh that uh it's so fun album, and it was like it was like him, Lil Durk, and like all the in like Gunna and all these dudes just going crazy in the studio while he was bump when he was bumping some music and i like texted her and i was like could you just imagine if we were in there right now because <laughs> she she goes crazy to thug but like um yeah dude honestly i don't like i actually get a little like look when i'm re-listening to these i'm just like oh this oh, is so dude, I, I know that's like, how i'm either like, edited and it's not like, listening to it like record and upload like my uh my lessons and stuff like because we have to record our classes i hate it like dude this is the worst but <laughs> this is mr w oh, speaking <laughs> but fuck well hey bro i uh i appreciate you doing this with me and uh we're definitely gonna have you on i'm definitely gonna have you on again because like uh, yeah we're, we're definitely gonna be talking about like the thrifting the music and then like yeah we can have, we can have a, a bunch a of other months, shit that we got going on the road, and then uh we'll have different music stuff and then we'll see we'll do kind of like a mm-hmm. where we're at now versus the future and then hopefully by then like we'll get back onto our, our vintage stuff and like, we can have some, some like, like so stupid, but like, yeah, we'll have like yeah. promo codes or something for like the people that listen to this or like that you can put out. that would just be like, I don't know, money off. Oh, you listen, listen, listen to this episode and you get a free <laughs> uh, t-shirt that someone else wore that you bought from the thrift shop. Yeah, that, that, oh that makes a lot of fucking dude. sense. But hey, yeah, sure, uh, sure. If that's what you want to do. If I, I'm if I was say, on uh, a, everybody that, give this episode a one star like, review. Hey, like, um, tell John not to invite me back on here. Um, I'm going on Cody's podcast next time. Just kidding. I don't know. Cody, have me on. We'll talk. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, like if someone said that, like, oh, hey, you know, share, share and like this, I'll, I'll give you a free you shirt. I'd be like, kiss All right, my spit ass. Out my drink. <laughs> but no but you know i would too because i would just be like that's the most absurd shit i've ever heard you're gonna try to you're gonna try to dude i found some sick stuff today to i was this. driving like, home fuck out of my stop, face like i'm all we're back from but, New jersey this place in pennsylvania i got like some some vintage like levi's yeah. that i'm gonna put up they're sick they're too small for me my butt's too big but you know um no nah, man, I've been eating Taco Bell. Why you been doing squats? <laughs> yeah, you look like a. <laughs> Yo, I actually would. Boy. I would actually destroy cream. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right. Well, on that one. We're All right. Here, so hey, everybody. Thank you for coming yeah, on and Wax I'm Pool, done fucking Spotify, you. Apple Music, buy Wax Pool uh, at by Wax Pool W A X P O O L on the gram. Um, John, I love you, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Yeah, see you later. I love you too, bro. So I'll I'll catch you. Nope. Thank you again.